Welcome to Characters Here Podcast. I'm your host, Charday, creator of SLF Entertainment. On this show, I interview talented people as they share their amazing stories. I also share stories of my own, talking about the ups and downs in life and how to stay motivated. You can find me on Instagram at SLF underscore entertainment, Facebook SLF Entertainment, and check out my books on Amazon. So join the community at CharactersHere.com. Welcome back to Characters Here Podcast. I'm your host, Charday, and this is episode six. I will be interviewing MC Walker, a self-published and traditionally published author, and I'm very excited for you to hear her interview because it inspired this episode to be about acknowledging yourself. So let's get right into it. For acknowledging yourself, I want you to know that you are still winning when you're struggling to do better in life. Life can bring on a lot of challenges and struggles no matter where you are in life, whether it's financially or it's through a relationship, trying to get married, trying to have kids, um, trying to get a better job, trying to get a promotion, trying to start your own business. You're just trying to better yourself and struggling can be like a self-conflict or it could be conflict with other people's or you know, it's anything. You're, you're always going to struggle in something. So I want you to know that, you know, these are things I tell myself as well from just learning, you know, in my 26 years of life. No matter what your struggle is, you are still winning because you're trying to do better for yourself. It's just because you could just sit there and do nothing about it. That's to me, that's losing. Just sitting there and not doing anything, that's losing. When you have a drive for something and you really want to go for something, you want to make a difference, you want to make an out, a different outcome of your situation, you are winning no matter what. So you also have to know that you have to have and know your own voice. Lots of people are going to tell you what they think about you and what you're capable of or what you should do. And a lot of times, you know, we ask for advice and sometimes we don't ask for advice and people still want to give it. Just because you are giving advice does not mean you have to take it. It is simply advice. It's just somebody giving you their opinion on a situation or your situation. You have to know your voice. Don't let your mistakes in the past or what you're about to do, your mistakes that's coming up. Um, don't let challenges in life dictate you know what you're going to do know your voice no matter what you're going through or what other people say and that comes into treating yourself you have to treat yourself treating yourself is acknowledging yourself you have to be mentally stable and it is okay to talk to someone or a professional for help a lot of times we see sickness a physical illness as the only way to go to someone for help like a doctor but the mind, the brain, the human brain, the, your mentality is so strong, it can control how your body functions. So it is very important to make sure you stay mentally checked in. Treating yourself shouldn't be a one-year thing. It shouldn't happen once a month. Treating yourself is not just spending money on yourself and pampering yourself either. Treating yourself or acknowledging yourself is not being hard on yourself. It's knowing you're doing the best that you can. It's affirmations. It's reassuring yourself that you have a purpose and self-love for yourself every single day. 
It's showing gratitude, being thankful for your life, and knowing that you have somewhere to go. We all have somewhere to go. So treat yourself, acknowledge yourself, have and know your own voice. That is very important. Be mentally stable and just know that you are still winning as long as you are doing. So I'm going to leave it right there because I don't want this to take over the whole episode. So get right into MC Walker's interview. Also follow Characters Here podcast on Twitter at Characters Here. I'll talk to y'all in the next episode. Bye. She attended Herzing College and majored in business management. A self-published and a traditionally published author with books titled The Dating Game and One More Thing. She's also a blogger, content creator, and an advocate for women, providing a little sunshine in the world. Mother of two boys from Atlanta, Georgia, and a special guest on Characters Here, 32 years young, MC Walker. Welcome to the show. Thank <laughs> you. I love the introduction. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a guest. Absolutely. So take us back. What was your childhood like? Um, well, my childhood, I'm the oldest of four, so a sister and two brothers. Um, my mom was definitely in the home, um, cooking, baking cookies, soul food every Sunday, and my dad wasn't there, but um, he definitely mm-hmm. has, still had a presence in our lives. Um, so, I mean, it was definitely a childhood full of characters, I'll definitely say. Um, from my aunts, my uncles, my, my grandma that loves to dance at every party and have a good time still to this day. I mean, it was it was an interesting childhood. I can't complain. It definitely helped shape who I am today. And were you involved in any activities in school, sports? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the girl in the classroom that's like super quiet, super nice. Everybody knows that she's there. But she doesn't really talk much unless you talk to her. So I didn't really come out of my shell as a, as a wallflower until high school. And even then, I just went from in the classroom to working. So I didn't really participate in the after-school um, events like I would should have or I thought I could have done. But it just I just kind of skipped that stuff, I guess you can say. So when you were a kid, what did you want to be as an adult? Okay, um hope you don't laugh but as a kid I wanted to actually be a model it was not only my dream it was my dad's dream my dad kind of planted that seed inside of me whenever I would sit on his lap and he would say you're so beautiful and you're gonna be you're gonna grow up to be a model and I actually believed that and then unfortunately life had other plans I came up a little short Mm -hmm. of the height but you know I'm still (laughs) I'm still a beautiful person on the outside, you know what I mean? I'm just not on the runway as I dreamed as a kid. So, I mean, I I guess that kind of all works out for itself. True, very true. So, what led you to writing? Um, I've always been an avid reader, even as a kid. Um, But I guess I kind of... It kind of slacked off when, you, as you grow older, from twelve to teenage years, and and boys. Mm-hmm. But I kind of rediscovered that passion again um, after high school. I mean, like most people, you ask yourself, "What's next for me?" Because you're basically an adult at that age. And for myself, mm-hmm. I kind of was like, "I don't want to just go the the school route continuously." You know, it it just didn't fit my my instincts. So. Uh, as a young person, I just started to write. You know, I started journaling. I started writing in my diary, 
thinking about whatever was on my mind or was on my heart. And my passion really started with poetry. And then poetry led to telling my actual story. And then it just Ooh. it just kind of um, ignited a passion inside of me that I could not ever let go, ever. Amazing. So do you remember the first story you ever wrote? I actually do still have that story on my um on my hard drive. Um <laughs> please don't judge me. <laughs> but when I <laughs> but when I first started reading, you know, what you read you kinda like which is what you write about, of course, too. So when I first started write, writing, I wrote about sex because, of course, I was still a young woman. I was very inexperienced. So the only knowledge that I knew of it, was, it came from books, you know, fictional novels. So right. the, the first book that I wrote um, was called uh, Slippery When Wet. I don't know why I chose that, but it was like, it, it, it was just crazy. I mean, I was I was holding on to that a long time until I felt like it's just that wasn't who I was or who I was becoming but that that mm-hmm. book is still on my hard drive to this day I have not deleted it I haven't um manufactured or anything I haven't done anything to it but it just it's it's a it, for me it's just a great testament of my will and discipline to do something that I really want to do because I I mm-hmm. didn't I didn't go to school for um for journalism or creative writing I just basically started writing off of instinct and it just led me to pursuing more things in that field and you said after you graduated uh you have always continued to write were you doing something else before you uh decided to take writing as a career well after i graduated i was you know in a relationship with my high school sweetheart we started our life our lives together and then we had a child so and I was just basically going through the motions of do I want to go back to school or do I just want to work what should I be doing and I was at home you know boredom constantly going to the library I'm guilty of you know going to the library getting 10 books not returning them because I want to selfishly read them all and never return them back to the library I'm (laughs) that person so I probably have some past due library fees I need to pay but that's just that's just how I was and when I would whenever something would spark in my imagination I just kind of ran with it and that's how it just started for me but to answer your question you know it just started with you know not knowing where I wanted to go, but following that good instinct inside of me to saying, hey, this is something here, you should keep doing it. And I was really excited about it. So I wrote a whole novel with no experience. Wow, that's really amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. What was the first book that you self-published? And what was the first book that you traditionally published? And would you take one experience over the other? I would definitely take one ex- <laughs> one experience over the other. <laughs> I'm pretty sure any writer would. Um, so the first book that I was traditionally published with was um, with Brown Girls Publishing. Um, they selected a short story that I wrote in literally, no lie, one day. And I submitted wow. it unedited and it got picked up. Um, out of 400 submissions, I was like completely blown away back in 2015. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, and then my first book that I self-published was my book that came out this year, One More Thing, in March of March or April, I think it was, 2017. They were really close together. But yes. um, I guess I would definitely say traditionally published, only because as a self-published author, you have to work 10 times harder to get... Right. Um, 
people to notice you. You know, when you're when you're with a traditional publishing company, you have a team of people that is working on your behalf, not only just you saying, hey, you know, this is my book, this is who I am. But, you know, when you're self-published, you're basically the author, the business person, the, the marketer, the promoter, the, the social media person. Like, you you wear multiple hats. But I will not say that, um, I mean, I will say that self-publishing has opened up my eyes to understanding the industry a lot more. It's laid the groundwork and foundation for me to navigate my way through the, the, um, the publishing industry, not just taking it for granted taking it one step at a time, because when I first started writing, of course, you see on the television shows, like, the character, she writes a book, she sends it off to an agent, the agent picks it up immediately, she gets this lucrative yes. writing deal, and I'm like, oh my god, that's gonna happen to me, <laughs> but no, it did not happen that way. I got, like, a whole bunch of rejection letters, and you know it just and I got I went through the vanity press option and that just didn't feel right and I mean you just Mm. you just go through all of that to really get to where you want to be it's completely and totally worth it I mean as I said before I do highly recommend traditionally publishing you know traditional publishing (laughs) for a lot of authors um but you know as of today you know we are there are hybrid authors they are Authors who are traditionally published, but they still do their own thing on the side is up under a different pen name and thing of that nature. So it's just the nature of the industry. You know, you don't have to just go one route, you know, to get your book out there. And you don't need someone else's approval to say your story is worthy of being told. If you feel like you have a great story, then, you know, definitely tell it. And what do your family and friends think of your writing? How have they been supportive? Well, um... (laughs) My family was like, what are you doing? Like, you know, because people don't people don't understand that, you know, if you're not moving or moving, making progression as they see fit mm-hmm. that you should, then it's kind of like you're wasting your time with a hobby, you know. And for a long mm. time, my family didn't understand, like, writing was more than just a hobby to me. They wanted, you know, oh, I saw this for your life. You know, as a nurse, you're sweet, you're yeah. kind, you should be doing this, or a teacher. And those ideals mm. are completely fine for someone else. But in my gut, in my heart, I knew that writing spoke more to my spirit than anything else, so I never wanted to let it go. So all after everything that I went through, you know, with my family, um, you know, not I wouldn't say not believing, but not fully understanding my commitment to my dream. Now that I've made some some steps, you know, I've accomplished yeah. a few things. They're more okay. Like, you know, they understand if I'm in my bedroom and I'm writing, do not disturb me. Oh, I'm writing this book, mom, I'll call you back. Like she doesn't give me any hassle about it because she knows like the proof is in the pudding. I have actual physical product out there. People are buying mm-hmm. it. People are seeing me on the web. You know, it, I'm I'm growing within my career, and I never let it go. So that that makes them respect and value what I held on to for a very long time. That's really good. I think a lot of people would appreciate hearing that because a lot of times, a lot of people let you know the ones closest to them, family and friends, persuade how they go about things. A lot of times, people feel like you know, of course, because our, our family is our our, our support system. But sometimes people feel like if my family's not supporting my dreams, then it makes my dreams invalid. 
and then the world doesn't deserve to hear my voice or know my story but like I always tell myself even if the story has been told no one has told it like I have I mean there's a million love stories out here people are still making love stories and, and writing romantic comedies they're the same narrative but it's just told in a different way you know what i mean and people are still yes, buying into exactly. it so why not why not put your voice out there why not take that step and leap of faith and just that's what you're passionate about and that's what gets you excited and you light up like a christmas tree when you're talking about it then do it <laughs> you know don't wait for anybody else's confirmation if god put it inside of you you should just go ahead and just just do it anyway and how much of your personal life is used in your books would you say a majority of it or just certain situations? I'd have to say um, majority of it is most of my personal life. Of course, with a slant. Um, I have a mm-hmm. lot of books on my hard drive that I haven't published yet. Um, mm-hmm. But they are, you know, my experiences with love, dating, relationships, things that didn't work out, friendships, uh, my identity of how I see myself, who I am becoming, all that come across, uh, and my sense of humor, of course, you know, some of my books, (laughs) some of my characters are a little bit funny, or they're a little bit racy and daring, but they're outside the box, but, you know, it's just, it's about me pushing myself to tell my story, my truth, what I've experienced, so that somebody else Mm -hmm. can relate to it and say, hey, I had a similar incident, or I really like that she she took that step and she saw herself outside of that marriage and she just went for it, you know, even if she felt confined or felt divorce was not for her, she gave herself freedom. You know, that's something that I've experienced. So I put that in my books to not only, you know, help myself, but to help encourage somebody else to do the same thing. If I can do it, you can do it. I like that. And what have you learned about yourself from putting your writing on display and also, what has been the feedback from critics and supporters? Um, <laughs> my sister is my biggest <laughs> supporter, so, and she's very vocal. So we're like nine and days so, oh. But to have her support means a lot to me. But mm-hmm. what I've learned the most about myself is that I can honestly say that my wildest dreams are actually manifesting before my eyes. And it's all worth it. You know what I mean? Those those times yeah. when I would be a cashier in the airport and I would be writing my, a poem on the back of a receipt or carrying mm-hmm. a notebook or, or taking notes in my cell phone. All those things have contributed to my confidence as a writer. I didn't, mm-hmm. I used to didn't have the ability to walk up to someone and, and introduce myself as you know, such and such my name is, and I'm an author or a writer. Now I can do that with a smile. I don't shrink myself and, you know, wait for Mm -hmm. the other person's reaction. I'm confident. I know who I am. I know I can tell a good story. I don't feel small if I'm standing next to a New York Times bestseller or an author who is just, who's never been published. I feel like I belong in a room. I deserve to be there. I've put in the work, the time, the energy. So why not? I don't look for confirmation from others, but I feel like this is my time. I've made progress. I've committed to it. And, you know, I'm just on a a great path and I just want to stay on that path of just, you know, inspiring others to keep doing it because I know that my story is Definitely unique to me, but other people are watching me. You know what I mean? Yes. Not watching me to see my to see my downfall, but they're watching me to see 
how does she make it? You know, how does she keep going? She's a regular person, but she's inspiring me. And that, that just, it just helped me to really boggle down my message to the world. And, you know, I've, I, I'm a firm believer in like serving God and, and how we love God and serve God is by serving others, you know, and putting out more positive energy into the world. So I try to still be the same person that I am, um, online mm-hmm. or in person once you get to know me i'm you're pretty much gonna be like why you always see the, the bright side of everything <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean i i have my my battles and hardships but i feel like you're always being tested you know for the next thing that's coming mm-hmm. online so why not right. why not try to see the good in it you know you're stuck in traffic but there could have been an accident ahead. That could have been your accident, but god slowed you down for a reason so mm-hmm. I'm, i just always want you know, my testimony to always come across, whether on social media, in person, or in my books, that I can inspire someone through my through my story. That's exactly why I started this podcast, because I feel like a lot of people, when you see a success story, you pretty much always get told about the person where they are at that point of rich and fame and then all these beautiful things that come their ways, but you never really hear them talk about where they were at that point, that moment where it was just like, it's, everything is rolling into place. It's coming into action. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I really like about getting this inside story, if you will, <laughs> on where you are now, getting to that point. It's like in the middle lane up to that ladder, you know? Absolutely. And to, you know, coincide with what you said, like, you know, I just recently jumped back on Twitter because at first when um, Twitter first started, I didn't really fully understand. I just thought like, okay, why are all these people talking and, and everybody's promoting? But it's like, <laughs> okay, nobody's responding. So I just kind of stuck with Facebook. But when I got back mm-hmm. on Twitter, I just started like really opening up who I am. So I don't just put on a front to say, hey, buy my book, get this book. It's on sale today. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not just selling, selling, selling. But I also feel like people need to feel like they have a connection or they understand you and you need to be to be a little bit more vulnerable. So when people ask yes. me, you know, what have you been through? Or, you know, I was married. I was I've divorced. I've been on food stamps. I've been on Medicaid. I've been evicted. Mm-hmm. I've had job loss, laid off like I've I've been there. You know what I mean? And so right. when I can when I can stand in front of you and I can smile and I can say like you know I sometimes I thought I could I could make it you know I thought God was just like mm-hmm. ignoring me but still be standing here in a place of I wouldn't say comfort or content but just in a place of amazement you know what I mean I'm amazed at what's mm-hmm. happening in my life and I'm only just it's only beginning because I have so right. much faith in God. You know what I mean? So during yes. all the times of hardships when I was like, oh, my God, where are you? I, <laughs> I felt like my world was falling apart, but I just never gave up. That's always what I want to inspire right. someone, whether it's through a tweet or a Facebook or Instagram, you know, status. Like I want to inspire, you know, somebody who just, who just added me or follow me and just get inspired from a post that I posted two weeks ago. I want to be so transparent that you feel like, dang, I understand her. I know her. She's, she's real. She's not just putting on a front because I'm, I'm a human being, you know, I 
laugh, I can get hurt, I get sad, I cry, but I, mm-hmm. I pray more than anything. That's how I'm able to still keep mm-hmm. going and mm-hmm. just keep smiling and just, you know, that God is working on my behalf. At the end of the day, I'm going to see, even if I'm looking like I'm losing, I'm still winning. That's my thing. Still winning. Right. Mm-hmm. And what was that moment when you felt or realized that you chose the right path to be a writer? Oh, <laughs> I, I was going to say publishing, <laughs> but I guess the, the moment that I, I feel like writing was for me was when I guess I could actually stand in front of like my family and just, they would ask me, you know, to write a poem or say a poem when it was like mm-hmm. a, a family tragedy or a birthday like they would ask me to do those things and it's like you know that's a reward within itself because you you people see your change and they see you growing and and they recognize your passion I mean of course I would like to say at some point in my career oh when the agent called me and told me I got a lucrative deal I mean I'm pretty sure those things are coming but I'm laying the groundwork and I'm, I'm enjoying the process of right now just building the blo- the blocks of my career, having my family appreciate me and my friends acknowledge my, my writing and my career is growing. So those are all rewards within itself. It doesn't have to always just be money or awards or a large right. following. I mean, those things will come in this right time. And they will. And when you're writing, how much developed are in your mind or on paper are your characters? Do they develop as you write or have you... Have you uh, put them in some type of archive until you get to the right story? <laughs> um, so my writing process is a little weird, so please don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, um, so I don't really, a lot of people outline, um, but what I've learned and I've read on a lot of blogs is that you should just throw the characters into a situation, allow them to figure it out, and then pull more out of them as you're writing a story. And that's basically what mm-hmm. I do. So anytime you read a novel or a short story from me, you're probably going to get the conflict first. And then you're going to mm-hmm. get like the development of, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now I understand her. Okay. Now I understand why they were arguing in the beginning, you know. And then I'm going to kind of test oh. you as a reader and say, you know, it's not you're not gonna you're gonna get a multi-layered character you're not gonna get a character from me that is just like living the perfect life has perfect friends she's rich she's famous she got a couple boyfriends the character that you're gonna get from (laughs) me is she's gonna be a little chubby a little insecure by her weight she's gonna love food she's gonna love reality tv she's gonna be in pursuit of her career she's gonna be unsure of her relationship she's gonna be have some issues with her family on the inside that she's dealing with that she can't really tell anyone you're gonna get uh, a character that is is full of um hearty meatness like like a good gumbo soup you know what i mean like you can't buy it in the Mm -hmm. store you gotta get grandma to make you gotta get grandma to make it like that's how much of a layered character that i want to provide so when i'm writing i'm writing from my spirit i don't I don't know anything about the character until I start writing on the page and I make some changes along the way. Okay. Maybe. And I think I'm thinking of the reader. Okay. Would the reader be asking this or would she understand Um, this? Maybe I should add this or explain this, 
but I don't give too much detail because I still want the reader to put um, their own imagination together. But yeah, that's basically what mm-hmm. I do when I'm I'm writing. I used to be a night owl writer, um, but since I get up yeah. every morning at five already, so it's kind of like even on weekends, I'm my mind is set or I've been conditioned to get up in the morning. So when I get up, I'm ready mm-hmm. to write or I have a story or you know I'm scribbling throughout the day of a good story or a name or a title or a song. Anything that inspires me because I'm a creative person, I always pull from that and I just go with it. You know what I mean? And how important do you think self-love is when it comes to going after your dream? I think self-love is a priority. You know, I think before you can pursue your dream, I think you have to understand who you are and what your what your message is in the world. You know what I mean? Even if you're a singer, a model, an actress, you got to love who you are on the inside for that to come out on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the world's going to just see your, your outside. Mm-hmm. They're not going to know who you are on the inside until you begin to speak or articulate how you feel or in your actions. That's what they're going to base it off of. So self-love is so important only because we are often, in this, in our society, we're often judged by our exterior and not the interior. You know, we're told often, right. this is beautiful, this is ugly. If you don't look like this, you need to look like this. This is not right, this is wrong, you know what I mean? It, it tears you down on the inside, and everything begins right. in our mind. If I see a beautiful woman, I'm going to think she's beautiful until mm-hmm. someone tells me she's not beautiful. But what if I told you she was beautiful oh. because she she's kind, she's giving. She doesn't, I mean, she inspires others. You know what I mean? Those are the things that make someone beautiful outside of what they look like. So I've, I'm a huge um, supporter of, you know, one, a person, and especially women, you know, taking in as much self-love as possible before we get into a relationship, before we get married, before we have mm-hmm. children, because that, that love that we have for self is so contagious. So it needs to be the right kind of love for ourselves and for others. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and for those that are listening, <laughs> that was really deep. I was feeling that, okay? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and for those that are listening who uh, would like to be an author, but they have those fears, what advice could you give them on how to get started or how to overcome those obstacles? Um, My biggest advice is to just write. There is no mm. right or wrong when you're writing. If you're telling a story that you feel compelled to tell, even if you've read Stephen King or Eric Jerome Dickey novels and they <laughs> told the story their way, no one is going to sound like you. No one is going to describe it like you. No one sees the world like you do. You know what I mean? Even if you feel like the sky is right. ordinary blue, you can put the sky as a, a crisp blue nice rainy day or something i mean it's just who you are Mm -hmm. it's your voice you all of our voices are unique to like just like our fingerprints so i would say if you if you really want to to write start writing don't give up you know Mm -hmm. condition yourself to be disciplined a lot of people say you should be writing every day i don't do that every day i think my Mm -hmm. my creative um, juices come from when I nurture my spirit on the inside. I can't write if I'm working yeah. 40 hours a week, managing my household, my kids, my relationship. Yes. And yes. then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. now let me go write the story. No, I'm mentally 
I'm mentally <laughs> drained. I need to take right. care of me on the inside so that when I'm coming to my novel or my story, I can have a fresh flow of juices flowing through me that I can actually knock that novel out. Now, what I will say and what I've read and highly respect from Shonda Rhimes is that writing mm-hmm. is a, a muscle. You have to condition that muscle just like you're working out, like you're trying to lose weight or eat healthier. The more you do it, yeah. the more consistent that you are, the easier it gets. Because writing is a craft, you know, and it, it definitely takes a lot of studying. But the once you get into that rhythm oh. of, okay, I like to write in the morning time. This feels good to me. I like when it's peaceful and quiet. I like to write in a cafe. Whatever helps you get into that mode and you do it consistently, the rest is pretty mm-hmm. much easy peasy down the road. I mean, you're going to have a couple of roadblocks, you know, with getting your name out there and publishing and all that stuff. But if writing is your passion, I would definitely say stick with it 100%. And is there a quote that you live by? A book you've read or a person in your life that keeps you going? Um, well, I'm I'm not religious, so I'm very, very spiritual. So I've read The Weight, so I'll go ahead and I'm actually rereading The Weight <laughs> because it was just yes. so impactful with so much more, more than just a celebrity couple who are telling you the do's and don'ts of not having sex but you know doing things the right way and what god's plan is for you so i'm a huge follower of devin franklin's um and one of his quotes Mm -hmm. is i'm not in my feelings i'm in my future that resonates with me so much because i've been in my feelings with multiple relationships for so long that it blocked my future Mm -hmm. mentally You know, I didn't take that step Mm. because my feelings were involved. But once I take, you know, reevaluate what I want to do next, how I'm going to get there, and my mind is clear, I don't have to be in my feelings. I can really focus on how I want to get to my future, what I'm envisioning for myself. And with God's help, it can actually happen. And it's actually happening. So I love that quote by Devin Franklin. I highly recommend reading The Weight, whether you're religious, spiritual. It's a great book to read, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's a great reference to whatever stage you are in life, whether you're single, relationship, or headed towards marriage. I think it's it's a highly good book that a lot of people should read. Oh my goodness, could you say that quote one more time? (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. It's called, I'm, I'm, oh, let me see. I'm not in my feelings. I'm in my future. I really, really like that quote. <laughs> and I've heard some really good quotes, too. I'm like, I'm big on quotes and stuff. I love reading. Absolutely. I'm a reader at heart. Me, too. I'm the same way. <laughs> so I, I love that. <laughs> I will be checking that out. Thank you for the recommendation. You're <laughs> and I know you have a book coming out soon titled The Perfect Match. I do. What's the release date? I'm hoping July 31st. But I may have to push it back mm-hmm. just a few more days, only because I really want the story to be really perfect, and that's kind of like my my quirk. So if the story's not right, I want to give myself um, the deadline of August 11th to actually have it out on the market. It's just going to be an ebook, not a paperback this time. But August 11th okay. is my son's fifth birthday, so if it doesn't come out Aww. right, I'll make it even a little bit more special. If it doesn't come out on August, I'm sorry, July 31st, then August 11th will be the deadline for me to have it published and on the market. Okay. And how can people find it once it's released? It will definitely be on Amazon, uh, on Kindle, and it will be on Barnes & Noble. 
And are you working on anything new? Oh, I have so many projects. <laughs> um, so, like, in the month of August, I'm getting ready to start pitching agents to, you know, do some conferences. Um, after after nice. I complete The Perfect Match, I plan on writing a, a longer, lengthier novel. It's called Jumping the Broom About Three Sisters. Um, I'm actually... Ooh thinking of starting a web series i'm working on a, a play for my first book one more thing and i'm always blogging not only just for myself um but for other bloggers so <laughs> like i said it's always something I'm, I'm just pouring more into my future right now so and everything involves creating 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 and creating fresh content yeah. so everything that i'm, I'm doing is pushing me forward to getting my name out there more people recognizing me and just taking another step in my career so I'm really just setting myself up for a even better 2018 nice and I love that a lot you said a web series yes a web series I'm a big fan of web series really? you know <laughs> and when I think about that you know the um Issa Rae with her show Insecure. Exactly. I was a huge fan of her Aqua Black Girl. And I was just, you know. <laughs> so when it comes out, let me know, you Absolutely. know. <laughs> I will be tuning Thank in. Thank you. You're welcome. So now we're going to get to the fun random questions. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh-oh. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> what song will make you dance at an instant? Oh, it has to be... Beyonce, um, 7-Eleven. Ooh. Or Partition. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love, I, I had to say 7-Eleven more, though. That's legit. And what TV show did you watch a lot growing up? Um, hmm. I have to say, like, the black TV shows. So, it was like, Martin, The Fresh Prince, Bill Cosby, um, Living Single. Oh, and I one of my personal, personal, absolute favorites, which inspired my web series, is Girlfriends. <laughs> oh, I feel oh. like there's a void in in the atmosphere with uh, a narrative of female friendship, especially mm. black women. Oh my! So I think a web series would be super good if we could get it similar to um, Girlfriends. But yeah, definitely Girlfriends, like my top favorites. And you are so right about that because I just saw the movie um, Girls Trip. And I think that's mm. really why it was such a success. We're missing that black girl friendships. <laughs> right. We are. We really are. I would love to see that. And have you ever been on an embarrassing date? <laughs> if so, what happened? <laughs> um, I've been on a couple of dates. They've all been very interesting. Um... I think one date that I went on, I think I kind of tripped, but I was wearing my sister's high heel shoes, and it kind of, like, the, you know how you tie the, the high heel, and it kind of loosened up, and I was still mm -hmm. walking, mm -hmm. and I was kind of, like, trying to play it off, and oh, no. I kind of, like, tripped, mm -mm. and it was just... Oh. <laughs> let's just say let's just say it was a crowded area oh, no. walking coffee with their girlfriends and boyfriends <sighs> and I fell on my face no. in front of a lot of people yes oh. it was super embarrassing but my date he picked me I mean he was he was right there to help me up of course I mm -hmm. laughed but right. he picked me up but it was just like oh, oh my god, my god. I was never <laughs> Oh, goodness. I'm just like, okay, you know what? We can't eat here no more. 
(laughs) If you were given a day to do whatever you wanted, no matter the cost, what is that one thing you'd want to do? Hmm. It probably would be, and this is so cliche, but it probably would be to fly to Paris and have like um, an open like a loft-style room with an open window with a view with mm-hmm. my laptop and just have, like, some good some good tea, mm-hmm. a good book, no electronics outside of that beside my computer, mm-hmm. and just write. It will be so perfect. And the weather is nice, not too hot, not too cold, yes. a cool breeze. That will be perfect for me. That sounds perfect. That sounds really relaxing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It really is. (laughs) And what is a word or phrase that your kids say that you find yourself saying? (laughs) Oh, my kids, especially my oldest son. um, I think he always say, like, he always say, I say, um, whatever. Oh, whatever. (laughs) Oh, whatever. You know. And I, I guess it's kind of like I'm listening, but I'm not really listening or I'm not interested in the subject because I've heard it before. So I'm kind of tuned out. So I'm just going to say, oh, whatever. Uh-huh. Like, okay, <laughs> so mom, I know you're not listening, <laughs> which is bad. But, I, you know, I'm, we have short attention spans. And if I've heard it or I'm, you know, half listening, I'm sorry. But it's just my immediate response, you know. It's like, oh, I mean, whatever. <laughs> That's so cute, because I'm just imagining your son doing it, just like, whatever. <laughs> exactly. I have two sons, so my oldest, he loves to dance, and he loves to tell corny little corny little jokes, you know. Oh. And my baby, he, well, he's not a baby anymore, but he just loves to just climb on me and kiss all over me. And, oh. you know, he still climbs in my bed. And, Mommy, can I lay on your stomach? You know, I'm like, go to your room, but... <laughs> Somehow I always end up opening the door in the, in the middle of the night because I know it's him. So mm. I'm expecting that, that two little knocks at two in the morning oh. for him to get in my bed, even though I'm going to regret it when I wake <laughs> up. Like, why is he up under me? But, yeah. Oh. Hey, they don't stay kids for long. So I, I no. enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what everybody tells me. <laughs> And if you could be any character from any show, cartoon, movie, book, anything, what character would you be and why? Um, I guess the character that I would like to be is <laughs> Annalise Keating. Ooh. From, um, <laughs> I mean, from How to Get Away with Murder because, yes. like, she's just so smart and clever and, like, everybody respects her, but they also fear her yes. and she always get herself in like a bind but she always figures it out even if she has ripped of who she is and break her down like she's she's real on the inside even if she's portrays to be this very extremely strong woman she's a she's a, she's real you know what i mean so mm-hmm. I, I guess i would have to relate mostly to her you know she there's no no one coming to her rescue at all the time but she's always in the midst of chaos but she always seems to work it out Mm. You know, that's one of my favorite shows. I love How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> so when you said, I was like, ooh, yes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been asked that question. <laughs> oh, wow. 
And how can people reach you? Um, I have a website, um, mcwalkerwrites.com. My handles on social media, I, for the most part, is at writer MC Walker. Um, my Snapchat is black blk goddess eighty five. Um, and I think oh, also I have a blog. It's called cmonotawrite.com, and I. Th- I think that's all of them. Outside of Facebook, it's just Manolta Walker. Nice. Well, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. I really, really appreciate it. When I saw you come up on my feed on, I think it was Instagram, and I was like, ooh, it she's was. a writer. <laughs> and I'm like, follow. <laughs> I'm always trying to get out there more because, like I tell most people, I'm a writer as well, and so I like to keep that. You know, you whenever you're trying to go for something, you want to follow people that's doing like things. <laughs> Absolutely. You got to be around like-minded people. Right, exactly. So I really, really appreciate Absolutely. this so much. Thank you. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and invite your friends to listen as well. For more information on today's episode, head on over to charactersheer.com and follow me on Twitter at charactersheer. Don't forget to check out my books on Amazon. Until next time, don't be a stranger, be a character. Be a character.